0: Hello, everyone. My name's Aidan.
1: And my name is Ropa Fadzo.
0: Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Behind the Scalpel.
1: In today's episode, we're discussing academia and surgery, and in particular, the recent rise in collaborative research. We're very excited to have Dr. Cameron Wells joining us today from Sydney um, to talk to us about this topic. Cam is a PGY3 doctor and PhD candidate pursuing a clinical academic career in general surgery. He's currently locuming in Australia as he works towards applying for his general surgical training. And his research interests include recovery and clinical outcomes following abdominal surgery and how technology can support patients and clinicians throughout this process. Thanks for joining us today, Cam.
2: Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: So to get things started, could you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. Um, uh, I think you've covered some of the main points in in your little intro there, but um, yeah, I'm a PGY3 doctor, um, originally from New Zealand, but coming to you today from Gadigal land here in Sydney. Um, I grew up in in a little place called Hamilton, which is just south of Auckland, for uh, those of your listeners who are up to speed on their New Zealand geography. Um, I went to med school at Auckland Uni in in New Zealand, um, which is a six-year undergrad program, and I did my clinical placements at um, a whole range of places around the North Island of New Zealand. Um, while I was in med school I was involved in a whole load of different things and tried to take on kind of as many opportunities as I could that came my way. Um, I did a few research projects and I actually ended up taking a year out of med school to do a full time honours degree. Um, I um, was part of the Austral- uh, Australasian Student Surgical Association um, and was the president for one year in 2017. Um, I played hockey for Auckland Uni. Um, I Helped out with the New Zealand Medical Student Journal as one of the editors for a couple of years, um, and I was actually also part of a, a medical IT startup company that went flop part way through med school. So that was that was an interesting time. Um, I finally made it out the other end after being involved in so many other things and graduated in 2018. Um, and then since then, I have uh, I did my PGY one and two years at Auckland City Hospital and Middlemore Hospital in Auckland, and kind of during med school uh internship and residency and through some of my research experiences i've really developed an interest in general and gastrointestinal surgery um and so that's kind of the the direction that i'm pursuing and the the long-term direction that i'm i'm hopefully heading in from there wow
0: a man of many talents <laughs>
1: I think our listeners will be, um, there are a lot of listeners who will be glad to hear that you are from New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you told us a little bit about how um, you started getting involved in in research. And could you tell us as well how you got to learn about how to conduct medical research?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, I... So my first research experience was I did a summer project after my first year of med school. Um, my dad is a biologist and I kind of went into medicine knowing that I had a bit of an interest in research. I, when I was looking at what I was wanting to do after high school, I was really tossing up whether to go down a biomedical science road or to go into medicine. In retrospect, going into medicine is the best decision I ever made. Um, and I'm really glad I went that way. But I also came into medicine knowing that I kind of liked the idea of research. Um, After that first year of med school, there was an opportunity to do a project over the summer. And I knew I kind of wanted to do something, but I didn't really have any particular area that I wanted to to focus on. I just wanted to see what research was like and go from there. Um, I ended up applying to about 15 different projects. Um, I didn't hear back from any of them um they'd all found people who were better than me and and had already locked in Um, and then there was one project that got advertised later than everything else um so i applied i was the first person out of about 30 to email and apparently because what the super the phd student who was supervising it didn't want to contact all 30 people because i was the first person i ended up getting it so i kind of stumbled into this project um the, st- the project I ended up doing was actually in the Department of Surgery with one of the colorectal research groups. Um, and I was supervised by um, Ian Bissett, who's one of the colorectal surgeons uh, in Auckland, um, who's been a, a real mentor for my, of mine over many, many years. Um, so I was looking at long term bowel function after rectal cancer surgery. Um, and while all my friends were off traveling around Southeast Asia and, you know, seeing lots of exciting places around the world, um, I spent my summer reading about a thousand clinic letters about how many times people were opening their bowels each day, um, which surprisingly I found I actually quite enjoyed um, as hard as that might be for you and your listeners to believe. Um, I, yeah, the team that I worked with gave me real ownership over the project, but really supported me through it all. So, um, from the start, it was really clear that it was my project to work on, um, which was really nice. Um, but they were also really supportive when it came to doing the statistics, writing up the results, publishing the paper, things that I'd never done before. Um, and I was actually lucky enough to go and present the results at the RACS meeting that year in Singapore. Um, so I got some international travel out of it, and that was that was an awesome experience. Um, the long and short of it is that I, I had such a great time with that research group that I kind of never left um, I I had I felt so supported and looked after and valued by that group that um, I just kept showing up to meetings and going hey can I can I do something else um, so a few years later I ended up going back and doing my honors degree with them looking at post-operative ILEAS, Um, and then, I finished that, and a couple of years later now, I'm back doing a PhD with them as well. So um, uh, I guess once I started, I just kind of fell into this rhythm of, um, well, what's the next thing to do? And to, to date, haven't really managed to stop. It's just kind of kept going. Um, it's been a, it's been an awesome journey. But yeah, I, um, I feel very lucky to have been mentored by lots of really good people in that department.
1: Sounds like you really found your tribe.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I, I fell into that, um, that first summer and I was just like, this place is awesome. I love it. So
0: when you were looking for uh, these topics for research, was gastrointestinal field a focus for you?
2: I, I will be honest and say no. Um, I, in that first year of med school, had really enjoyed the gastrointestinal topic that we had done but I'd enjoyed everything. Like I'd enjoyed cardio and somehow looking back, I like, I enjoyed renal at the time and looking back, I, I, I don't really understand why I did because thinking about the loop of Henley now just makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I was really after anything that I could get my hands on surgical, mm-hmm. non-surgical. Like I think that the projects I applied for were everything from public health to, Anesthesia to some basic lab science projects looking at mechanisms of diabetes. Um, and this one came up and I, th- I thought it sounded interesting, um, but it wasn't necessarily like I, yeah, I wasn't going after it just because of the gastrointestinal side of things, but that's certainly I feel like I um, stumbled into the research side of it, and a lot of my clinical interests have grown from that um, from being mentored and having all those positive experiences early on. Um, I, yeah, I feel very lucky in that way, but I think I've, I've been shaped by my research experiences leading to some of my clinical interests, um, mm. in that way.
0: Yeah. The, the next question is on that actually. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sharing your journey with us. Um, what research are you doing currently?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a tricky question to answer. Um, like, like a lot of academic surgeons who I really admire, um, I can't seem to stop signing up to new projects. So the list is kind of long. Um, I'm doing a PhD, but I still haven't learned how to say no. So um, uh, there's, a, there's a big long list, but some of the, some of the highlights at the moment are um, I'm still publishing some of the things from my honours year that looked at gut motility in post-operative ileus. So it's really nice to be finishing off some of those things. And that's mm. um, been a, a long-term project and interest, that it's nice to finally kind of be wrapping up. Um, and then, like you mentioned at the start, some of the work that I'm doing at the moment is kind of generally focused on um, post-operative recovery and outcomes after major abdominal mm. surgery, um, particularly gut surgery. Um, so some of the things that we're looking at are, um, drivers of outcomes in surgery for colorectal cancer and how that varies around New Zealand. Um, and then we're looking at other things like how technology and uh, mobile devices, wearables, things like that could be potentially applied to post-operative recovery to try and um, improve those sorts of things for patients. Um, it's very early days, but it's, a, it's an exciting area. And uh, maybe, yeah, maybe check in with me in five years time and I'll give you an update. We'll um, have
1: you back on behind the scalpel.
2: <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Sign me up. Um, in terms of some of the collaborative research things that I'm involved with, um, which I know you wanted to talk about today, um, there's a whole lot of stuff as well. So, again, there's the, it's quite a difficult space to start coming to because there's lots of catchy names that are all complicated acronyms. And um, there's a whole vocabulary to learn just of the names of all the different groups and studies. But um, one of the collaborative projects that re- that's running at the moment is um, a project called PostVent, which kicked off about a week ago, just over a week ago, that's running in New Zealand and Australia. Um, is run by New Zealand and Australia groups um, primarily, which is awesome. It's one of the first studies we've done that's been locally run. Um, and that study looking at Uh, perioperative anemia in major abdominal surgery and how that affects outcomes so that study is running for I think it's recruiting patients who are having surgery during all of July and then they're going to be followed up for about 30 days so we're hoping to publish the results kind of towards the end of the year Um, there's a few other things there's a New Zealand um, collaborative group called Strata um, which again is a complicated acronym, but I can't remember the last name that the name for, but the, the last letter is Aotearoa, which is the, the Maori name for New Zealand. Um, and so they're, they're in, uh, setting up a study looking at uh, gallbladder surgery in New Zealand called Colens. Um, and that's about to kick off in August. So um, I've been doing some work with them behind the scenes, trying to get that off the ground. Um, and then there's, there's some other projects that are in the works that are under wraps that I've, be, I've been told that I'm not allowed to tell you about yet. I'm sorry. So there is a, student, there's a student-led collaborative group um, called Tasman, which I do know the acronym for. Um, it's Trials and Audit in Surgery by Medical Students in Australia and New Zealand. And I only know that acronym because I came up with it. So I'm very proud of that one. Um, But that's a student-led group in New Zealand and Australia. um, And they're kind of cooking up a project that's going to run next year um, across both New Zealand and Australia. And at this stage, it's going to include both general and orthopedic surgery. So um, two really big, broad specialties, which will be be awesome to see Um, i'm not allowed to tell you any more details than that so i've got to i've got to stop it there i'm sorry
1: that's okay you shared plenty that's um (laughs) quite a handful there um you talked about collaborative research which we definitely want to get into today just starting as a broad question what is collaborative research and how does it compare to conventional methodology
2: yeah sure um Some of the, like I said, some of the terminology around this is all, it takes a while to get your head around and I know when I first started um, a few years ago, it took a really long time to learn the names of all the different groups. Um, When I talk about collaborative research, the thing that I'm really talking about to be a bit more specific is about trainee and student led collaborative projects. Um, so collaborative research exists in lots of forms. You could say that just, you know, people from two different departments working together is collaborative or two different universities or hospitals. Um, but really what I'm talking about is uh, large scale projects that are led by trainees and students. So the definition of trainee in this context is pretty broad. Um, we'd use it to talk about anyone from being, whether they're a fellow, um, someone who's got there, their specialty training, but are still doing subspecialty work, Um, registrars, residents, interns, medical students, the whole, the whole broad boat. Um, So these sorts of studies really started in the UK in about the mid 2000s. There was a group in Birmingham that uh, was one of the first ones to be set up and they've kind of continued to grow and evolve since then. So in these collaborative research studies, Um, students and trainees at lots of hospitals from either one country or a couple of countries or even the whole world will all sign up to the study and um, then all of these people will collect data on patients having surgery at their hospital for a short period of time, usually a couple of weeks. Um, Some studies it's a bit longer, some studies it's a bit shorter. Um, And then all of the studies get followed up, all of the patients, sorry, get followed up for 30 days after surgery. Um, So all of these people all around the world at the same time are collecting data on the same thing at their hospital. All of the data gets uploaded in an anonymous form through an online server on a platform called RedCap. Um, And then the results all get brought together. Um, There's a huge database of hundreds or thousands of patients. Um, And then all the results are analyzed and written up by the main study team. Uh, When they're published, it always gets published under the name of the group. So, um, for example, with a Tasman collaborative, when they write a paper, it will have the title of the paper. And then underneath it, it just says Tasman collaborative. But all of the people who have contributed to that study all of the collaborators, whether you've just collected data at your hospital or whether you're one of the people who's done the statistics or done ethics, um, all of those people are included as collaborators on the paper. So if you type your name into PubMed and you have been a collaborator on the paper, it comes up. Um, and people, there's a, there's a format for including it on your CV when you've been involved in these sorts of studies.
1: You explain that so clearly. It was the first time I'd ever heard of collaborative research when we started talking about this podcast. Um, and you talked about how it started in the UK and
0: yeah.
1: has kind of been you know, spreading around the
0: world. A really great chat with Dr. Wells. So this topic is going to be a two-part episode. If you've enjoyed part one so far, please continue to our next episode to hear more about what Dr. Wells had to say about surgical research. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scalpel. If you want more episodes, head to www.surgia.org or search for Behind the Scalpel on Spotify or Apple Music.